Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Disney and their live action remakes, well, they're at it again. We've got some disappointing news for the next Ghostbusters and disappointing news for Transformers fans, depending how you look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Adam Sandler fans, some good news, I think. I'm one of those fans. I... But before all that, we've got trailer talk. We have to start with Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> yes. I am pleased to say that is the title of the movie here in Australia. In the US, it is just F9. F9. Right. That's the title. Is the is it just the tag where it says... The, the Fast Saga. Is that what it is? In the US saga. on social media, the Fast and Furious page has been turned to the Fast Saga. Right, and then okay. hashtag F9. But F9 in the US is the name of the movie. Here in Australia, Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. I mean, I watched, I mean, I was watching a whole skew of trailers, you know, the, the Super Bowl, you know, went on YouTube and just like did a whole binge of them. And the, yeah, the Fast and Furious 9 trailer came up, the title at the end, F9. I was like, they're not even bothering with naming them anymore. It's just a letter and a number. But I'm glad we're getting and you know what? Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, I'm glad we don't have F9. <laughs> But just calling it F9, everybody knows what it is. That's, yeah, the I mean, audience, that's should true. I say, knows what it is. The worst series of titles. But anyway. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious with two number twos. I no, mean. I think I'm not <laughs> invested in this series. So I don't know if this matters or anything. But I feel like this plot point should be should have been a reveal in the movie. John Cena is a new character, correct? Introduced. Brand new character. Um, it's revealed in the trailer that Dom's brother. And it's... Ridiculous. I'm going to go along with it because I've been going along with everything these movies have been putting out there. But the way they reveal it, like, it, it really does play out like a soap opera. <laughs> Dumb. What is it? He's your brother or something. You know, it's, it's uh... really silly. But okay, let's go along with it. But think about it, though. I know you've not seen these films outside of Hobbs and Shaw, but the whole thing. Oh, I get it. Is, oh, I get it. Is family. Yeah, right. But it's saying that. These people don't have or associate with their actual family, so mm. they've made their own family because they don't have a so family. So when you bring in real an actual family, family member, family, yeah. it kind of for me takes away a little bit. And then this is John Cena, like you've always wanted to be faster than Dom, as good as Dom, and oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch it and probably enjoy it. I'm still waiting for Fast Ten when they go up in space you know you've been talking about it it's going to happen it's going to happen maybe Mm. Fast 9 no this is Fast 9 maybe Fast 12 (laughs) there's that scene where the car like jumps off the cliff and I was just thinking I was like it's just going to grow wings or something and just start flying a magnet plane they got a magnet plane I mean that character is just as as surprised as we are watching the trailer but then Dom's like he's accelerating Dom there's no bridge there's no bridge and it just accelerates further and it flies and it gets hooked and it swings. And I've watched the trailer a couple of times and each time, including the first, I laughed. It's funny. <laughs> like the the laws of physics in these movies, well, there is no laws of physics. <laughs> like it just They could do whatever they want. I've said it for a long time now. These movies are live action cartoons. And I'm okay with that. And they, what it is now. they are a lot of fun. But the wife's out and, you know, what, she hasn't seen a... Uh, Fast and Furious movie since like the first two, maybe the third one. She says to me, why are they fighting crimes 
Why do they look like what they don't have superpowers? And why are the cars flying? Like, Blame number five. From memory, that's where it <laughs> all that where started. It... That's when Dwayne Johnson joined. Mm. And it's funny how Johnson leaves, Cena enters. It's like, you know, <laughs> we've lost an ex-wrestler. We need another We need a new one. Interchangeable. Uh, Charlotte's Throne has a new haircut. We'll throw that in there as well. That happens. Yeah. She's back as Cypher. Right. Previous buddy. Yeah. We need to talk about Han because he is alive and it makes no freaking sense. Because the whole thing, oh man, these movies, the timelines are a bit all over the place. Because what you, when they did Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift, Vin Diesel didn't want to come back, but he agreed to do a cameo. And I believe it was tied up in the rights to Riddick, you know, from Pitch Black. Okay, sure. That was all going on. And then when they did number four, okay, so let's bring all the original actors back. Paul Walker, Michelle Rodriguez, everybody comes back. And then you find out when you get to the end of part six that the third movie, Tokyo Drift, actually took place at the end of six. And Jason Statham's character, Shaw, actually killed Han. And a lot of people were upset about that because Han was a fan favourite. And then Hobbs and Shaw came out and they twisted it and Shaw actually, he's a good guy. We should be rooting for Statham now because Shaw is actually a good guy and we had him wrong in the past. But people were still, but hang on a minute, he killed Han. Well, clearly, not anymore. So they have completely... That's a retcon. Retconned his character. So much retconning does happen in these movies. But that's a big one. But Han's alive, and I've got to be honest, I'm fine with that. Han's back. Quite a lot does happen in this trailer. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun trailer. Um, one random trailer that just sort of popped up, and I wasn't prepared for it. You know, you know, like I said, I was just watching a slew of combined uh, commercials and stuff. Uh, I guess it's a Disney Plus Marvel ad, and it had a combo of WandaVision, Loki, the Falcon, and Winter Soldier just amalgamated into one little looks great intense. Looks effort. great. This is the first footage that we have officially gotten. First yeah. official footage, and we get so much. It's very, it's a very quick teaser, but we get so many glimpses of different iterations of Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, so Falcon and Winter Soldier looks like Falcon and Winter Soldier doing things, you know? Nothing unexpected there. Uh, Loki looks like Loki. He's locked up at some point. Looks like an Earth-type kind of jail. He's got Earth-type clothes. Nothing really too exciting there. But uh, like you said, WandaVision... That's this the one is... for me. That's the one that I want to see. Did you see the Brady Bunch house in there? It looks Has it... mental. Is, is it... it actually the Brady Bunch house I mean, or just looks, made to look like it? It looks like the stairs. We see the if classic... If there's a horse statue, it's this. Okay. <laughs> we see the classic red Scarlet Witch costume, yes. which is pretty cool. It, it looks really interesting. Some people think that this TV series is connected to Scarlet Witch's appearance in Doctor Strange 2. And it may and it be. very well could be, because I believe in that movie, the character of Nightmare has been cast, and it will be Matt Smith. So it's all potentially interconnected. So if this movie is going to happen after WandaVision, but in the meantime we get this on Disney+, Plus, I'm very happy with that. But I've got to be honest, I'm so happy to see this trailer, because we know we're going to get a second season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum, but season one has wrapped... We Mandalorian, we're waiting. So there's nothing of interest new for me at the moment. They are putting out new stuff, but nothing that I'm interested in. Mm. So pay, so showing me this spot has me on board again. 
<laughs> we and are... I paid for the year, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with Disney Plus. Can we pause it? Can we... <laughs> but it's just good to know that, oh, okay, here's a, a really nice reminder mm. that there's good things coming our way. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a there's a whole heap of Super Bowl trailers, so if you're curious, go check them out. Lots of funny ones. Some about, like, Doritos, some about, I don't know, pretzels, Pringles, I don't know, whatever. Um, the usual, what you get with it. Super Bowl, yeah, sports. Uh, movie news. Justice League Dark. Ooh. That's happening again. At one point... <laughs> again. Well, there'd been talks about this movie for a very long time. Like, Guillermo del Toro was said to be directing a movie based on these characters, but now Warner Brothers and J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot a production company are teaming up to produce movies and TV projects based on the Justice League Dark characters. Right. And so I guess... we're talking Swamp Thing, Constantine, Zatanna. Yeah. There's so many of these characters. And I know a while back we were obviously... We, we heard about J.J. Abrams and making you know, signing a deal with... With Warner Brothers, you know, we're like, what's that all about? What's happening? I guess this is what it's led to. I think this is just going to be one of the many things that they're going to work on together. Sure. I think it's going to be much more than this. But okay, it's, it's interesting. DC have got to be doing... I mean, they're doing different things. They're, they're trying to stand out in the in the crowd. and You can't beat Marvel playing them at the wrong game. Yeah, so do something different. That's what they're doing. Although Marvel's doing stuff that's different now as well, you know, Wonder Vision and stuff. But anyway, yeah. but then look at DC though. You know what's happening here? Marvel yeah. versus DC. You've <laughs> got like the TV series Watchmen, incredible, sure, incredible, and different. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. But do stuff that different is better. That's, that's different what I'm is better because we've had the same kind of thing for a while now. So Wonder Vision, Watchmen, Justice League Dark, like mix it up, give us something different. We're so entitled, aren't we? I know. <laughs> and we're going to hate all of it. Um, Adam F. Goldberg, um, he may be developing a sequel to 2009's uh, Fanboys. Uh, the sequel would follow the gang as they attempt to steal the forbidden Snyder Cut of Justice League from Warner Brothers. Perfection. That's what I've got to say about this potential sequel. I recently rewatched that original movie. Still holds up. Great movie. Pretty That's funny, them yeah. trying to see an advanced screening of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. To come back all these years later and do a sequel about the Snyder Cut, for me, is just perfect. It's, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting sort of plot, uh, I guess, to, to sort of go with. And it, it, it kind of works. It's in sort of tune with it, but something different. It's not just another premiere they're trying to get to. It's great. They were able yeah. to, you know, use Star Wars to market that first movie. And then DC Films for this sequel. Yeah, the only issue, I guess, is that you know there isn't really a Snyder Cut. There's... Well, it depends who you speak to. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have seen it. We don't know how finished it is, but we're not here to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole... But Fanboys 2 is a potential movie. I'm on board with that. Right. A sequel to Captain Marvel is officially in the works from a writer of WandaVision. I mean, we knew this sequel was coming, but the interesting bit here... I mean, the film is eyeing a 2022 release, but it will involve Carol's adventures in the present day. We've got the 90s in that first movie, so we're going to get a time jump. So they're not doing like, oh, now we've got a in the early 2000s. Early noughties. No, we're going to go from the 90s to the present day. I like that. There'll probably be flashbacks of things that she's done, you know, in space and stuff during the period since her last movie towards where this movie's set, probably, maybe, eh, you know, it's likely. But no, it's good. I reckon we need to move things forward. 
especially now other uh, you know characters people have seen it by now but certain mm-hmm. characters that were carrying these franchises are no longer around so it makes sense to put her in the present day yeah and you know funny the present day in the marvel cinematic universe is 2023 so that's a good point if the if the next lot of you know you know movies where we catch up with a lot of the characters is in 2023 it's almost like you know the next day this is what happened yeah. immediately after Endgame. I mean, again, like they are looking for a 2022 release and that's still close to the the year that the films are currently taking place in, mm. unless they do a time jump. But then they, I think they're holding back on the time jumps and we'll just be filling in gaps. Anyway, you know, bigger questions there, bigger topics. But yeah, I don't know. Be good. But we knew, yeah, like you said, we knew this movie was coming. It was just never on, on the schedule. They, I mean, we knew it was coming. Oh yeah, like they we, never I actually, mean it was a given. <laughs> we yeah, to see this character it was again. Never, we've got in production. This is when it's coming out. This is his attached. And that's the news. And it, I guess it just shows that one division. There's something interesting again going on there that they've got a writer who they obviously have faith in to sort of helm this and get this going. Ah, uh, Disney live action. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> I am. Uh, we've got an animated classic which will follow in the footsteps of Jungle Book and The Lion King. I am talking about Bambi. A remake is on the way. I was honestly unsure whether to include this I mean, we got <laughs> in the stories, but we have. I mean, we've reviewed Aladdin, The Lion King on this very podcast. It made sense for us to talk about Bambi, but it does seem a little more left field. Are there are there humans in Bambi? No, not from. So this, I've not seen it in a long time. I'm pretty sure there's not from memory. Well, it's going to be that Lion King. Oh no, King, there's a hunter. It? There's a hunter oh, that okay. kills. Oh, of course, kills the mum. Yeah. Spoilers. Opening scene. Pretty much opening scene. Yeah, that's Very right. Close to the yeah. But maybe you'll, you'll just see the weapon. I don't know. Ooh. Bambi. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. It's one of those movies that I don't think many people revisit because it's very sad. It's Another thing with the very, very classic Disney uh, movies is that the stories that are in there, you know, there's not much sort of going on. It's all the images that you see, you know. Sort of like with The Jungle Book, how they, you know, did a, a lot of different stuff because there wasn't a sort of very through-line story, much like The Lion King, Aladdin, you know, you, there, there's plot story beats and stuff like that. Bambi is another one of those movies where it's just kind of things that happen. So I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting to see what they do differently to make a, I guess, a watchable, watchable enjoyable movie with a story. So would you watch this movie? I mean, like, yeah, I'll watch yeah? it. Yeah? Okay. Hopefully it's to the quality of, hell, even the quality of... The Lion King, which I, you know, I didn't rate. My more so than the seven-year-old loves that movie. But more so than the quality of, say, uh, Lady in the Tramp. Did you watch Lady in the Tramp? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Oh, you know, I was at home with the kids, Disney Plus TV at home. Like, I enjoyed it. It was fine, but it was, you know, whatever. Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, whatever. Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> He's officially on board for the movie, and I thought he already was, but now we're we're confirming it. But what happened, um, somebody from Variety was on set. Mm-hmm. They wrote this big piece about wearing a proton pack and Murray was really engaging and Variety got a very good article out of it. But one of the little tidbits in the article, Rick Moranis will not be returning. Oh! No Lewis Tully. And that is the disappointing news. It is. It is disappointing, but... It, you know, w- it would have been nice, though. If- he's still retired, but he has said that, you know, if it was something... Big enough or interesting enough, it would come out of retirement, and maybe this wasn't it. Maybe Lewis was just a part, but not big enough. Ah, 
I wonder how much, like, if they let him read the script or anything like that, and maybe he thought, no, this movie's garbage. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they approached him, who approached yeah. him, but what we do know is that he won't be in the movie. Mm. Disappointing, though. I think this would have been the moment for him to come out. It would have been yeah. cool. I mean, it's a genuine sequel that he did politely decline to appear in the 2016 mm. reboot. But yeah, he's not going to be in this one either. Yeah, if you, if you ever think of a role for him to sort of come back and be like, this is the moment to come back. I mean, I'd, I'd say in a reprisal be, type role. If he's looking at reaching a wide audience, like if he was looking at making a career comeback, yeah. then this could have been a good vehicle for that. If it was just a one off, it would have been cool. But nah, all to him, it's, it's, you know. All We've good. got Bill Murray, though, so <laughs> let's, be happy, let's be happy with that. Oh. And of course, Dan Aykroyd. Let's be happy. And Ernie Hudson. And we can go on. It's going <laughs> to be another year. Okay, we're good. Uh, Masters of the Universe. It has been removed from Sony's release schedule. And that's that. That is that. I mean, this movie, they've tried to make this movie happen for a very long time. I don't know. I mean, they cast He-Man, and now the movie's off the schedule. But if you look at Netflix, they've got two animated series in production. One with Kevin Smith, which is a sequel to the original cartoon, Mm. and then they've got that new one, another one. So just maybe just... Maybe either, leave them be, let, let that happen. Maybe if that explodes and it's like, hang on, this is really, it's actually quite a stronger property than they thought, then maybe they'll look at it again. But yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised <laughs> if it pops back up on the release schedule. Transformers, though, is, more. is <laughs> popping up. <laughs> We're getting more. Uh, <laughs> Paramount Pictures is revamping the franchise, planning on two new films, one of the films will be written by Joby Harold and the other by James Vanderbilt. He directed Murder Mystery that we liked with Adam Sandler on Netflix. Yeah, that movie was full on giving me the vibes of Transformers. <laughs> I was like, that guy. <laughs> Interesting though, Vanderbilt is being... Well, what they're saying he's working on is a Beast Wars project. Oh, okay. I missed Beast Wars. Yeah, well, yeah. I knew... That it was a thing, and I'd see it pop up on TV, but I'd never sit down and watch it. If you're unfamiliar, the characters in Beast Wars are robots that transform into robotic animals like Cheetor, Optimus Primal, Rhinox, and more. The thing with... <laughs> look, the thing with like Beast Wars and... Just so you know, though, Optimus Primal is a gorilla. <laughs> Besides, like, okay, now I can sort of move and act like an animal and maybe, I guess, there's sort of powers and abilities that come with that. Why do they need to transform, say, in the animal kingdom? Vehicles are so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Even when, you know, like when you watch... Sometimes I tune into some of the Transformers shows now and I don't know if it was like this at the 80s 80s show. Um, You know, when when they're still on Cybertron... And they transform into not just vehicles, like, so they have wheels and they move, but, like, when they transform into vehicles that look like cars from Earth, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's odd. Like, if they 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 think, look, instead of running like a robot, it's faster to move as a vehicle. But why Earth-based vehicles? I mean, they're aliens in themselves. Yeah. Like, I like it in the movies where they come to Earth and they scan vehicles. Yeah. That tracks. I can buy that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, the whole I mean, concept yeah. is pretty unrealistic, but I can buy that. But at least there's a basis to it. You know, I am hoping, so if we're going to get Beast Wars, like the other project is Bumblebee 2. Because that movie was bloody good. 
I'd imagine we get thoroughly enjoyed. It's not a Bumblebee two and like a in the vein of Bumblebee two where it's sort of like another movie. I'd almost like Bumblebee to start to be its own continuity and have that as Ground Zero and everything right. else happens around it. New continuity. I've it, still it not didn't, seen. It didn't line up. Like, what was that last one? The the one we the last night. season Wizards and <laughs> like oh, everything yeah, going on. Anthony Hopkins. I didn't see that one. Ridiculous. Too long. The worst. That was when I was like, I'm actually out. I'm actually I'm out. Um, but but you did come back for Bumblebee. I did probably. <laughs> but we it, both liked that movie. But if they're gonna do like a Transformers, whatever number it is, six or something. Would it be seven? I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Matrix 4. <laughs> it's, it's all sequels, isn't it? Uh, it is. It's the world we live in. Well, the newsworthy stories, I guess, are this. We could talk about original films that are coming out, but we choose to talk about the tentpole movies, like The Matrix 4. Uh, Priyanka Chopra, Jonas, is in final talks to join The Matrix 4. Unknown role, though, so we... Yeah, we got no idea. So that's the story. Um, she will join Keanu Reeves, of course, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen 2, and Neil Patrick Harris in the upcoming film. Still interested, Matrix 4? I never really kind of was. I st- oh, okay. Yeah. I still stand by the fact, or that I believe they've made one good Matrix film. <laughs> yeah. And I live in hope that the Matrix 4 will be the second. I will, I will watch this begrudgingly, probably much like I was like going into Bad Boys. I was going to say Bad Boy 4, Bad Boys for Life, thinking, nah, this isn't going to be very good, it doesn't look good, and then be pleasantly surprised. Hopefully that's what happens with this one. Spoilers for our review of Bad Boys for it's Life. It's fine. Been a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I like that you mentioned Bad Boys for Life, actually. Mm. Lethal Weapon 5. I see no connection. Oh, okay. There's no, a big connection. Yeah, yeah, okay. Buddy cop movies. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Obvious connection. <laughs> Producer Dan Lin has revealed that the last film in the Lethal Weapon series is gearing up for production with Mel Gibson, Danny Glover and director Richard Donner attached. The film will arrive more than two decades after Lethal Weapon 4. I don't think this is going to happen. This is the closest we've got. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did like in Lethal Weapon 4 where it did show that they were slowing down. When you've got Riggs fighting Jet Li, Jet Li had to kick his ass and he did. But you saw these characters get older. You got a tender moment with Leo Getz. It was just a really nice end to that franchise. What are they going to do in this movie? They are legitimately too old. Mid-80s. For this shit. Danny Glover was saying, I'm too old for this shit. That was, it. so look, what, we're talking 1985 thereabouts. You say 2020. Mid- oh, the mid-80s. mid-80s. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant he was in his mid-80s. No, the movie like, came out in the mid-80s. Yeah. So now we're talking, like, how is he alive? <laughs> He's going to be like the oldest cop on the planet. They're just going to solve crimes. But you know what? If hospital bits. the original director, the cast are coming back, um, I'll be there. There's no... They don't have a studio backing as of yet. So they've got to go and find that money unless they're all... Come on, Warner Brothers. Like, you've made enough coin out of Lethal Weapon over the years. <laughs> Let them do one more. Even if it bombs. Just do it. Throw them a bone. Uh, The Expendables. We have a spin-off starring Jason Datham titled The Expendables, A Christmas Story. Oh, magical. And it is in (laughs) active development, so I guess it's happening. You know, first hearing that title, you're like, what what is happening? And then I quickly realised or remembered Mm. that his character, Lee Christmas... That's where it comes from. That's it. At first, I'm like, are they actually doing a Christmas movie? No, it doesn't mean it's holiday themed. It just means... Well, really, we're talking a Lee Christmas story. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's a bonkers title. We've been waiting for a new Expendables announcement for a very long time now. And here we are. I think it's something different. And if anything, it's just a, it's a Jason Statham vehicle. I just, I honestly, I hope they keep that as the title. The Expendables, A Christmas Story. Mm. I like it a lot. I mean, they can people go out of their way just to watch a movie because it's a Christmas movie. They could be fooled into watching this under false pretenses. It's like what Star Wars were doing with a Star Wars story. Let's just watch a Lee Christmas story. Just have <laughs> Statham go on all these different adventures. I'd watch that. Just his, just his own series of films. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd follow his character. He's a great character. Yeah, why not? And you know I'm a big fan of Statham. And like another, I said, another guy, for him. Another guy I'm a big fan of. Adam Sandler. I mean, there's there's no stopping him. Like, we recently did a review of Uncut Gems. Ray reviews his performance in that, the film itself. And, like, he's had such a big career. And he's had so much success... And then Netflix came along and said, here, make four movies, make four more, and here we are, make four more again. Make 12 movies for us. Like last year, 2019, Murder Mystery was the most watched film on Netflix. Bonkers. And that's, Bonkers. that's including original content and other movies that they're showing from other studios. <laughs> it's up there. Sandler will write, produce, and voice star in an animated feature for the streamer. So we know that's part of this four-picture deal. It's not the first time he's done that. As part of Happy Madison, we've got Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Hanukkah movie. And then, of course, he's got his Hotel Transylvania trilogy, which is separate at Sony. Back to Netflix, though. Sandler's next movie, due out later this year, will be the family-friendly film Hubby Halloween where he will star alongside Kevin James, of course, <laughs> Ray Liotta, May Rudolph, and Shaquille O'Neal, among attack. others. Yeah. When, and when I say among others, I'm assuming Rob Schneider, guys. David yeah, Spade, yeah. <laughs> all those guys. But uh, when we were doing our review of Uncut Gems and we were talking about Adam Sandler and then we got to the cast and there was an actor named Kevin and then, yeah, I was thinking Kevin James. It's hard <laughs> not to associate those two actors. But there we are, like, you know, it gives us uncut gems. Did you hear he was talking online that saying that if he doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, he's going to purposely make the worst movie? <laughs> Is that what he said? That's what he said. Wow. And then Netflix have gone, here you go, have some money, make more movies. And he's like, ah, the opportunity. You know, we did our year in review and we talked about, you know, the things we like to talk about, you know, best movie and TV, soundtrack, all those things. But one thing that didn't get brought up, because we don't often talk about comedy albums, but 100% Fresh, Sandler's stand-up special, and I bought the album as well, was one of my highlights of last year. Yeah. Incredible. So Sandler still is performing good, still producing good work, should I say. So don't think Jack and Jill and some of the other <laughs> shit that he's made. So there's hope that we're going to get some more good Sandler movies. of the Netflix movies that he's done. But that's fine. But I can't believe it. Like, four becomes eight becomes 12 that's it if it's working they're gonna keep giving them money you know i'd like the the top 10 highest earners of actors of last year like from forbes magazine and sandler was in like the top six or something i think we're we're one of the very few bunch of people who will turn around and say we still love adam sandler even even what he's doing now but i think a lot of people would agree with us and have that thought but they just won't admit it because they're sitting there they're watching these movies 
I mean, these they're numbers, they're not coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, people are tuning in. But then someone will turn around and say, do you like Adam Sandler? They'll be like, oh, nah, he's shit now. <laughs> you know, I recently re-watched Mr. Deeds. That is a solid Sandler film. Oh. And I forgot, it's been so long. And that was like 2001, 2002. So it's close to that mid to late 90s prime Sandler. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I forgot how good it was. That's the second movie that made me love Winona Ryder. Ah, she is good in that. After, of course, Edward Scissorhands. Not Beetlejuice? We need Not to get so back much. on track. Anyway, yeah. We need to get back on track. No, it was more... Um, it was, yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Anywho, where are we? The Crow? Yeah, there's a reboot. Reportedly back in active development. I doubt it'll happen. <laughs> you doubt I just thought I'd put it in there because it's been it's, talked about. It's one of those things where it's like, people are talking. It's always are... going to be in development. Yeah. And at one point, Jason Momoa was attached and he was really driving the project and it didn't happen. Who was he? Um, who was the original crew? Was it Jason Lee? No, that's a different... Yeah, Bruce Lee's son. Yeah, Jason Lee. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Jason Lee's the guy from... From Mallrats. Yeah. My name is Earl. <laughs> he wasn't the original. That's not the one. Although in a later sequel, Edward Furlong was the crow. So I guess, you know, they got to the point where they were taking anybody. Wow, Edward Furlong did something else besides Yeah, no, he, he did. <laughs> wow. Well, I was thinking now that they've got those bloody, you know, the the face modulated thing of a blood, they'll just get Brandon Lee to play. Brad I don't know. He's done it already very well. That was that was a good movie. But that was like ninety four. Like that well that's it. It's happened. Just let it go. No, he he died, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. On set. Yeah. It was meant to be it's like a horrible, a blank horrible and it thing. Was a, we don't need to get into that. Yeah, a very horrible thing. But the crow is a good movie. Mm. And it and it still holds up today. Like it is a it, good movie. Just leave it be. But it's but whatever. Always back in development <laughs> somewhere. Always in development. Anaconda. Do you remember that movie came out? Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, mm. Jennifer Lopez. What was the second one called? Like Anacondas. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah, it was Anacondas, and then oh, it was, was like the... an ad on tile. I can't remember. Oh, okay. The Search for Something. Or other. <laughs> anyway. The Search for My Big Snake. <laughs> Anaconda is the next film to get the reboot treatment, this time in the style of The Meg. That was a good movie with a big giant creature. Yeah. Good. And you know, that's what it should be. I it think is. if they're going to yeah. go for it, just uh, a, a high quality B grade movie. Yeah, why not? But that's what the first ones were. Oh, John Voight, he was in that first movie yeah, as well. That's true. Good cast. I should revisit that. It's been a long time. I, I'm worried though. I, I don't, I can't. They make me uncomfortable. Especially <laughs> when I first watched them, I didn't live in Australia. I definitely can't watch it now. Oh, right. No, I, yeah. They're on Netflix. <laughs> At least the first one is. Snakes. Um. Universal Pictures and Bloomhouse are teaming up to produce a new adaption of The Thing. Did you see the one the with thing. Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Also named The Thing, but it was a sequel to the Kurt Russell thing. Wasn't it actually a prequel? Was it a prequel? No, no, it wasn't, was it? Well, it was a continuation. I a memory where it was revealed it was actually a prequel. Unless I made that up somehow. But this a is going to be... I only watched it the one time. This is said to be an adaption closer to the original novel. Because there was that first movie, mm. and then the John Carpenter one was a remake. Mm. And then they did the Mary Elizabeth Winstead one. But we're getting another one, and it's Blumhouse, so it's going to have a budget of, what, five million? That seems to be their approach, which, you know, for the most part, does work for them. But I think this is going to be a scaled-back... Yeah. 
interpretation the, of them. And because it's Blumhouse, they'll either be pretty average to really good. So we got <laughs> That's their scale. Pretty broad scale. That is their scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when I say pretty average, I mean below average. It's a bit tight. Um, sure. Okay, you that's... watch a lot more Blumhouse than I do. I you they... watch a lot of I it. I think I watch all the I think you're that. keeping them in business. I think Blumhouse, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm there. We watch a lot of horrors, so it just happens. It's just... Anyway. I, just, I just watch the popular ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, that's movie news. Let's move on to TV news. I was going to mention this earlier when we are talking about Loki. Owen Wilson has been added to the cast. Ooh. Unspecified role, but apparently a big part in the series. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a terrible impression. I think what we need to think about is that Owen Wilson will be in the official Marvel Cinematic I'm excited. Oh. I'm excited. His brother Luke has joined DC. He's in the Stargirl TV series. Let him be where he wants to be, yeah. So I like it. One's got Marvel, one's got DC. Well, now we're, you know, with these shows, there's potential for the characters, even new characters, to go into the movie. Owen Wilson could... I really like Owen Wilson. Yeah. Did you ever see that film, Drillbert Taylor? Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. I was thoroughly surprised by that movie. <laughs> I thought, oh, this looks pretty good. It is brilliant. It was like a younger, like a younger cast version of like the super bad kids. Apparently, then... John Hughes had something to do it at the beginning, and then it was a rewrite by Seth Rogen. And, and, and then what? By the time they got to it, it yeah, yeah, it's okay. a good movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, Owen Wilson in a Marvel TV wow. series. Right, oh, cool. that's a better Owen Wilson than what I tried to do. Yeah, I didn't want. It. Yeah, but I did it. You did it good. <laughs> wow. What did I even do? That was not. That was. I did you not, do? Did you say whoa? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think, I, think you, I was doing Keanu Reeves. Maybe and a bad one at that. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> uh, cool. Star Trek. I didn't realize it was my story. My apologies. Star Trek Picard. We've got Whoopi Goldberg um, reprising her role as. Is it Gwynnon? Guinan. 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 That sounds naughty. Patrick Stewart was on the US talk show The View. Right. And he asked Goldberg, or Whoopi Goldberg, live on air oh, what if to... she would reprise her role for season two, which has already been confirmed. And what did she say? Well, she said yes. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the news. <laughs> she will reprise her role. Hey, she but could have said great. no, but then she's doing it. You know, I've listened to interviews with her before, and she's talked about, like, you know, she had such a good time making Star Trek had such a big impact on her. Like, she grew up watching Lieutenant Uhura, so it was such an important thing for her being a woman of colour, you know, representation. And, yes, all these years later, she's going to come back and she's going to play the part. And it was just great seeing that interaction between Patrick Stewart and Whoopi Goldberg all these years later. Yeah. And the thing with her character, like, just like many characters in Star Trek, she is an alien, but she's, like, hundreds of years old. I'm, I'm interested. I'm there for it. <laughs> Probably doesn't look like she's aged anything, though. I mean, she looks... I mean, they did bring up, like, a shot of them two back in the 80s when the show first launched. So they both have aged. But, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, like, she could have still, you know, aging slower than everybody else. She looks great for her age. (laughs) It works. We'll use it in a plot. Jodie Whittaker will return as the Doctor for at least one more series of Doctor Who. Right. I always thought there was a pattern, like they'd give them each no like two seasons. Nope, no pattern. Christopher Eccleston, when they did the reboot in 2005, only did one series. Okay. And then we had Tenant for guess... more than that. So, okay, no, so they have done more than two. There's no, so there's this no is pattern. Her, this is a third? It will be a third, yeah. We're right, coming, okay. They're currently airing her 
second. I'm still enjoying it. And yes, they're oh. going to continue. Fantastic. For a little bit longer. We don't know if her companions are sticking around, but she is coming back. The Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been put on hold um, while Lucasfilm reworks the scripts. Could be disappointing, could be a blessing, you know, like if it wasn't quite right. Do you know what I heard? Too close to the Mandalorian. Oh, you reckon? The story, that's what oh, I heard. Oh, the story was like, too close. It was close. just too oh, similar. Meant, like the release date or something. No, the actual, the story was too similar. So what, like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's out there on his own, comes across a... A vulnerable being of some sort needs to protect all, it. All, all I heard is that it was just too close. Right. So they're going to go back to the drawing <laughs> board. But everybody is still attached and it's still happening. And there is time. There's time for them yeah. to get this right. I'm in no hurry. I'd rather them yes. perfect it yes. and then give it to us than just half ass it. And then, you know, you look back. Oh, can you remember that crap Obi-Wan <laughs> series? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi not Kenobi? Obi, Obi, <laughs> crap, Nobi. I mean, I've been going back and revisiting the prequels, and they're just as bad as I remembered. I've not got as far as the third one, which people do say is the better one. It's just the more fun one. It's not better. It's but just more Ewan fun. McGregor is still a standout from those films. So I want to see more of his portrayal of Obi Wan Kenobi. So yeah, I'm willing to wait. Howard the Duck and the Tiger and Dazzler series cancelled. They were part of this big package heading to Hulu. It included Modoc and Monkey Paw. Those two are still in active development. But what was going to happen, similar to the Defenders on Netflix with the Marvel characters, we were going to get The Offenders, which was going to be a comedy with Howard, Tiger, all these characters. It's disappointing that How the Duck is not happening because the showrunner was Kevin Smith. But then we know how busy he is with, you know, James Silent Bob reboot. That's finished now, but he's still touring that in the US. He's doing the sequel to Mallrats, Clerks 3. He's working on a Master of the Universe series for Netflix. So the guy's busy. I'd say there's more than that just going on, though. Um, oh, there would be. But we, I think we know him, that yeah. Marvel Television, which is was you know, still under Disney and somewhat, you know, under like ABC and stuff, it was run in a different division by a different head Kevin Foggy as we know as you know sort of taking it taking a, taking over but it was Jeff Loeb he was behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and various other Marvel shows and I think they're cleaning house and I don't think if something's already in production and is underway and is almost ready to be released perhaps they'll keep it and put it because why not I think if something is still too early they'd probably scrap it and just it's clean, interesting that the I guess I can't see how close into production Modoc and Monkey Paul would be though yeah, you think how Just the duck the, would have been the priority, right? But again, maybe that was delayed because of Kevin Smith. Maybe, uh, but name busyness. recognition. How would the duck just leaps off the page, like monkey paw? I, I, I honestly don't know what that is. Perhaps they wanted Marvel Studios wants to do more with Howard the Duck in some capacity. I'd be very surprised, to be honest. Maybe they want to do their own animation. I don't know. We don't. Know, but I reckon. Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, and Marvel Studios want their hands in whatever's going on. Marvel television. Like, they have it all. They might as well be the ones putting it out and doing their thing with it. Kevin Feige's got to be so busy. All the while, he's making his own Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, like, just, just off the side Where does this guy sleep? How the Duck, though, like, and these other characters, they put out promo art. Like, it was an official press release with Hulu. and yeah, It's just surprising that it's going. In the US, 
Runaways season three is available on Disney Plus. Not here in Australia. I was disappointed to find. Yeah, it came out December in the US, but January, end of January, it got released on Disney Plus. And I read that online, got excited because that was the only season I'd not watched of that series. We haven't got it yet. So maybe that's a rights thing. Hulu. Sure, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But then after that, that's done, right, as well, yeah? That's it, yeah. Like I said, three seasons, three and done. It's all snapped. But I mentioned Disney Plus there. (laughs) You did. Should I talk about the Mighty Ducks? Maybe. Uh, Yeah, so Disney is reportedly shooting a new Mighty Ducks series for Disney Plus next month in Vancouver, and Emilio Estevez is apparently coming back as Coach Bombay. I used to watch those shows or those movies as a kid and loved them. I've not revisited them in a long time, but I've got fond memories. So when you say the movies, you're talking about the ones where they actually play hockey, kids, you know, yeah. underdog story. Well, what are you talking about? You know, like Mighty Ducks, like the cartoon. No, it's with completely the separate. Ducks. Although it did confuse me <laughs> as a kid. Because hey, that, that was the branding of the the, the, the jerseys, yeah. the, the duck heads. And yeah, they made the animated series. That's the thing. And I'm pretty sure that's on Disney+. Plus. But I'm talking about... You were talking about the actual... The first movie, yeah. Champions, and then what was it? D2, The Mighty Ducks. D3. You know what? I legitimately always forget that the first Mighty Ducks movie is called The Champions. Yeah. So when, nice. you, when you're looking it up, because I've, I've looked for them and they are there, you've got Mighty Ducks under M and then C for Champions. They're not together. That's what I'm saying. Really frustrating. But Estevez, like, is he doing anything else at the moment? I've not heard his name... Attached to anything for such a long time. Yeah, he's done Mighty Ducks. What? Yeah, I've been before now. That's why I thought one Mighty Ducks are known property. That's interesting. But Estevez, yeah, he's been quite quite a while. Which is fun. In fact, the last movie I saw him in was that Bobby Kennedy movie, like maybe fifteen years ago. That was a long time ago. Maybe maybe he should call Rick Moranis and be like, "Man, you gotta gotta start acting again." Yeah, there's stuff out there to do. The CW is giving the Lost Boys reboot another go with a fresh pilot order for the 2020-21 season. I'm glad you said it like that because I was confused. <laughs> None of the cast from the original pilot order is attached to that. Yeah, so we'll basically get it this year or next. If we get it out, because <laughs> this is something that has been talked about for a long time. Like The CW tried. like They had the cast, they were ready to go, and they scrapped it. Mm. But they're going to start again. If you're a fan and you're waiting for it, you might be in luck. Well, you could just go back and watch Lost Boys. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> All right, that's it for our TV news. Was that our TV news? That yeah. was TV. We got some recommends. What have you got for us? I'm going to recommend... Oh, before I do, actually. Remember last time I said that I'm going to watch whatever you recommend? Last night, <laughs> I watched the first episode of the Purge TV series. Right, thoughts? It was all right. But as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I don't really like The Purge. But I've committed to doing that. So whatever you recommend, I will watch it. Okay. If it's a I TV forgot series, what you recommended last week. I recommended... So. Uh, um, what was it? Been. Extraordinary with Will Forte. Oh, I didn't watch Great Irish supernatural comedy. But I will be doing that. You've got time. We could talk about Extraordinary next time. Okay. And I whatever did... you're recommending now, I guess. Yeah. I better write these things down. Oh, my God. Do. So I did. I did it last night. See, and it was a long first episode as well. It was yeah. like fifty-one <laughs> minutes. Mm. But I did it. It's only a ten-episode season. So I think I'll, I'll chip away at it, and I'll and I'll watch it. It's. I've seen the first movie, 
and then it feels like I'm being set up for a 10-hour movie. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll, I'll carry on. Okay. I'll watch some more. So that was your recommend last time. This time, I'm going to recommend Arrow. Well, I've already watched. I'm, you know, I'm watching Arrow. But this is not specifically for you. This well, I feel is like I it recommend is. I feel like you're targeting me. In general, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, after mastering the skill of archery on a deserted island, multi-millionaire playboy Oliver Queen returns to his city to take on the vigilante persona of Arrow to fight crime and corruption. Later, he becomes Green Arrow, the Green Arrow. And the reason why I want to recommend this is because I honestly don't know one other person other than myself that has watched all of Arrow. Many people dropped off seasons ago and they just come back for the crossovers. Oh, that's And that's okay, watching the crossovers. But I just want to recommend it because the show has ended. We got the finale and it was a great way to end the series. I'm not going to give any spoilers but it really is a good show. Like, you know, like most, there's some ups and downs. There's that season where it's Green Arrow versus Magic. That's not what you do with this character. He's a street-level vigilante, and that's how he should be utilised. And when they do use him that way, it's really, really good. And some of the fight scenes in Season 8 are fantastic, and you just get flashes of John Wick in the best possible ways. It's a really good show. Like, he... The Arrowverse started with Arrow, and we've got all these shows since. But I just wanted to shine the light on Arrow, like going back to the beginning. It's like a recommend celebration. It's it's really good. Like honestly, I was a little bit concerned going into the finale because it's like, are they going to stick this landing? And again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but for me, they really did. And there's so, it's quite emotional. It's a really good finale, and it ties up the eight years perfectly because going back to the 10th of October 2012 that's when Arrow first aired I'm recommending Arrow as a series okay okay you know I'm you know I'm a few seasons behind but now that it's ended I feel like I can it's It's a lot more achievable isn't it yeah except the other shows are still going which is annoying but that's fine We will get there. One less series to stick by. I mean, it's not annoying for me personally. I'm, I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> You're into it. Um, yeah, so far behind. My recommend is, uh, well, you know, we did a we did a review of Uncut Gems, directed by the Safety Brothers. The Safety Brothers. Safety Brothers. Safety. Is it Safety? It is. Have you heard that? Yes. Very good. Well done. <laughs> um, in my review, if you listened to it, you noted that um, I also accidentally watched uh, a Safety Brothers movie just the night before without knowing. It is called Good Time. Son of a bitch. You talked about how intense a viewing that was. Yes. And as I've said, I'm going to watch whatever you recommend. It's on Netflix. Ah. Go to town. I'm not worried about where, if it's available or not. <laughs> it's more the experience. <laughs> like... Saturday night, just so you've got a buffer day before hey, you go back to work. Robert Pattinson is in this movie. Yes, He's going to be Batman. I've not seen him since Twilight, that first movie. This movie is an example of him being a hell of an actor. So that's anything, just to check that out. And Benny uh, Safdie, one of the directors, actually has a, a moderate to small role in this. Um, he plays Robert Pattinson's brother. but He's not in the whole movie, but you know he's, he's in quite a bit of it so he's there um yeah good movie um a bank robber 
stops at nothing to free his brother from prison, launching himself into a night-long odyssey through New York's dark and dangerous criminal underworld. Um, it's 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 just crazy. They just it's like, yeah, he's just, he's on the run, he's trying to evade the cops, trying to get his brother free. It's things are happening. It's intense. It's stressful. Yeah. It sounds like Uncut Gems <laughs> yeah. in how you're describing your feelings watching it. Yeah. Good luck. But watch it. No, good movie. Good film. All right. So that was our recommends. I've got a bit of trivia before we finish up. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it back to Rick Moranis. Oh, good. All right. So as we know, his character from Ghostbusters from 1984, Lewis Tully, um, was originally written for John Candy. Uh, Moranis was brought in as a last-minute replacement when Candy dropped out. Uh, what you may or may not know is that Moranis, Candy, and Ghostbusters co-star Harold Ramis are all alumni of the sketch comedy show Second City Television, or SCTV, from 1976. Um, Moranis has appeared with John Candy in four films, Brewster's Millions, Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, and The Rocket Boy. And just as an added bit of trivia... Rick Moranis made the cover of the very first issue of Disney Adventures magazine in 1990. Oh, cool. It was the first one on the front. But we made the cover. I don't know if it was like a giant head. That was a lot. I liked that. Yeah. You know, although he didn't make the movie, John Candy is in the music video for Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters. And I wonder, is that there. the connection there because of the involvement that I guess he had? What I heard is that John Candy had a particular vision in mind for Lewis Tully, and it didn't gel with what the movie was, was going it, to be. Was it just John Candy being John Candy? It was, it was going to be him playing the character, doing a voice and accent. Uh-huh. And they, what you see of Lewis Tully in Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis brought that. That wasn't written. That was what he oh, brought okay. to the character. And the they were like, no, we like that. The little traits. And yes, it, Candy did leave the project, and then Moranis came after it. I like it. But yeah, I like the Second City mention. That's mm. cool. Yeah. Well, well I liked it. Trivia. Yeah, that's great trivia. Thanks well for, yeah, thanks for the, my trivia critique there. I like that. <laughs> um, and that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps with listeners just like you find the podcast. Almost stumbled. <laughs> Good recovery. <laughs> we have a social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films You Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsdupodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Bad Boys for Life and Uncut Gems. Sounds Like Comics have a recent review looking at The Mandalorian and Rewind and Review have an upcoming episode looking at The Hangover from 2009. And stay tuned for our upcoming reviews of Birds of Prey, The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, and Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Please, when you go buy your movie ticket, say the full name of the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie. Please. I will just be saying Birds of Prey. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you're, <laughs> not, you're not going to say the full title. I'm going to buy my ticket online so I don't have to talk to anyone. Yes. Avoiding social anxiety. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Thank you.